Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hey, Trojan fans, this is Ryan Abraham, publisher of uscfootball.com. Got a very special edition of the Peristyle Podcast. We have Jake Olson, very inspiring story. Uh, big USC fan since he was a kid, and we want to welcome Jake onto the program. He's an author, he's a cancer survivor, and he's going to be a future uh, lock snapper at USC. But uh, welcome to the show, Jake. How's it going? Hey, thanks, Ryan, for having me. It's going great. Yeah, so if people don't know, they should know your story by now. But if not... Uh, back as a, you know, as a kid, uh, when you were eight months, eight months old, you were diagnosed with a rare form of eye cancer. Uh, you end up losing one of your eyes as a toddler. And then unfortunately, back in 2009, I think it was 12 years later or so, uh, you, you lost the other eye. But before that, you kind of got, uh, involved with the USC football team and Pete Carroll. And it seemed like they inspired you and you inspired them. And you could see your story on college game day. And I was really kind of, uh, people, you know, back in that 2008, 2009, just, it was uh, very intriguing, especially with the, the program being, you know, as high as it was. And, and you kind of came in and uh, it seemed to help help you. And it seemed to help the team, too. Yeah, no, it was, it was a very cool experience. Uh, I grew up being a Trojan fan. My dad received his MBA from USC. And so uh, we had the connection through there. But, you know, being without an NFL team here in Los Angeles and then being, having USC being as dominant as they were for uh, my childhood, you know, growing up in, you know, those, those primary years of just following sports, I, I fell in love with the Trojans, fell in love with Coach Carroll and just everything that the Trojans were about. And so when the time came in 2009 where I was, you know, losing my sight, my story reached Coach Carroll and, you know, he's gracious enough to invite me up to practice. And, and originally I thought it was just going to be practice, but he had a lot of different, <laughs> a lot of different, a lot different agenda than I did. And, uh, <laughs> he really made me a, a part of the team. Uh, and it's really in this true sense, I became a teammate and you just really built relationships that are still with me today. Uh, the experience was awesome. Once a lifetime, it helped me through my darkest hours. And as you mentioned, it was, it was cool because unfortunately, NCAA came and hit us with the uh, sanctions that, you know, contra- controversial sanctions. Um, <laughs> Way to be politically but, correct there, Jake. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so when when that was going down, you know, that was, that was just the, the season right after you know, I was there. And so I was still very much involved with the program and a lot of the players there. And so, you know, I was able to give them an example and, and, and help them through you know, their adversity and, and they drew inspiration from me. So it, it definitely worked both ways and we, we really you know, helped each other and it was just an awesome experience. And now I'm going to be able to actually be on the team uh, and it, it's going to be, it's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about that too with the NCAA because they're, they could they rear their ugly head again as far as that goes, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But back to when you kind of first came on, what you just expected to kind of show up at practice and then Pete Carroll and, and the only style yeah. he can do just kind of he goes overboard sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I they first invited my family up and my my parents and and that's all they knew too was hey you know why don't you come and come to practice you know just and and for me just being a twelve year old obviously idolizing USC it was it was awesome 
you know, just being on the sidelines and watching the players practice, that was, that was going to be the coolest thing ever. But then they, my parents told me on the way up to, to, to USC that we were actually going to do some pre-practice meetings. And when we showed up in that, in that big hall, right, you know, where they used to be in Heritage Hall, uh, I stepped in kind of the room and Coach Carroll stepped on to stage and, and the whole team was there. And he said, hey, by the way, Jake's here. And then the whole team just started chanting my name. And I was like, well, you know, what is this? Like, I was like, I did this. And then he called me up there and, uh, you know, said Chris O'Dowell is my favorite player. And Chris came down and got me. And I walked back with him and sat in, you know, next to him. And then, you know, went to the line meetings and went to practice, had dinner that night with the team. And then, you know, from there, it just was, you know, traveling to South Bend, going to the Coliseum, being at practices, locker rooms, hotels. It was, it was, it was just, it was a dream come true. Yeah, if I if I remember correctly, we used to see you out of practice sometimes. You came out with your sister a lot. It, it seemed like was that was that correct? Yeah, my twin sister Emma. Uh, she's going to be attending USC actually as well. Oh wow! And yeah, so we're really excited about that. Uh, if we're going to be going there together, but she, uh, she she you know she's a huge Trojan fan as well, and uh, she you know she supported me all the way, and so she definitely is definitely a Trojan at heart as well. Now the uh, you're a two time author. You wrote a book when you were eight years old, and then. Uh, went back when you were 16, so long ago, last year. Uh, open your eyes. <laughs> you can go to openyoureyes.org. Uh, but it sounds like you've done like motivational speaking and kind of uh, really tried to help other people uh, going through you know, similar stuff to what you were going through. Yeah, well, the ESPN piece initially aired in 2009 for the first story, and right away you know, we were getting request to go speak different places. And you know, I never really was was motiv- you know, I really never motivated relationships. Uh, spoken to groups before and so when you know when it started happening I really started enjoying it and started traveling more and you know it kind of grew from there and more people started asking me and ever since it's kind of been uh, uh, pretty much a job you know almost you know I, I year-round I'm going traveling places and to all over the country uh, and been able to speak for USC a couple of times and, and, and help them out and just it's been it's been awesome, you know. And then the book came out. I co-wrote a uh, book that with a man named McKay Christensen. He's a PhD in psychology, and uh, he, uh, after speaking to a company he's involved with, he actually contacted me and said he wanted to write a book. Um, and it's actually really cool. It's formatted. He uses my story, uh, everything you know I've learned through going through cancer and going blind, and then we wrote you know. Pretty much, we said ten uncommon lessons for a happier life. But there, you know, there's there's more lessons than that in there. But we we put these lessons out there, and then it just uses my story as an example of how I use those uh, in my life. And so it's real inspirational. Um, and there's some other stories that we put in there that really are uh, are inspirational as well. And it it just it's an awesome book. But it's definitely helped with inspirational um, speaking, just going out there and and, and giving me. You know, some new avenues, um, but I've I've really enjoyed uh, going out there and speaking. It's it's been awesome, and I more than anything else, I've realized through what I've gone through how how much people can impact you and, and really make a difference in your life in the sense of just helping you and, and giving you happiness and joy and helping you through things. And so I definitely want to be that person to anyone out there who is is going through a similar thing or, or any type of adversity. Well, you can find the book on it. I believe on Amazon too, but OpenYourEyes.org yep. has a lot of information there too. Yep, yep. Both places will have it. Uh, and then, so 
not that you haven't done enough in your life already, but of course you're going to make us all feel terrible about all the things. Like, oh, he's an author at 18 years old, twice over. But you decided you wanted to go. You know, Chris O'Dowd was your favorite uh, player. He was the center at USC. Um, but when this went down, and you wanted to try to get involved at your with your high school football team at Orange Lutheran High School, so maybe kind of give a little background of that. Yeah, well, I, I mean, obviously, growing up, I said I love USC football. I love football just in, in general. And I, played, I was, I was, I was a kid, but it was kind of you know middle school flag football, not too serious. And then I played my eighth grade year without sight, um, but again, it was just kind of flag football, not very physical, you know. And it was just kind of playing around. And then I went to uh, high school, and I go to Orange Lutheran, and so. Orange Lutheran being the Trinity League, you know, we get to play teams like Modern Day and, and, and Survive and St. John Bosco and all the powerhouses. And it's, yeah. it's one of the best leagues in California, if not the nation. And so it became a lot more serious, became a lot more serious and a lot more physical. And I just kind of decided, you know, incoming freshman, that, you know, hey, I, I really want to play football, but there's just nothing I can really do, you know, to be out there and help the team. I, I, I didn't want to be one of those guys that's just kind of was on the team as a charity case and so I did play my freshman and sophomore year but then uh, at the end of my sophomore year I kind of came to the realization that I was missing out and I was missing really an opportunity of lifetime to play high school ball and so I started uh, looking at some positions that I could maybe play and thinking possibilities and long snapper came up and so I went out and talked to some coaches and they were willing to work with me and that whole summer I worked really hard on long snapping and, you know, it took it took a lot of practice, a lot, a lot, a lot of practice. But finally got uh, make, making some progress. And when the fall came around, my junior year, I earned a starting spot in varsity and kept it throughout my junior and senior year. And it was uh, an awesome experience, something I am so glad I did and, you know, wouldn't trade for the world. Um, and then, obviously, you know, as it's carrying on into USC, it's going to be it's gonna be awesome um, if, if it's allowed and, that's you know, the case, and the same thing, you know, I, I think in the USC, you know, if NCAA if allows it, I'm going to, you know, be on the team, and I don't want any special treatment, I just want to be out there and have an opportunity like any other kid would, and be able to prove myself that I, you know, can earn a starting position, whatever that may be, throughout my four years, and and I will uh, I will fight fight for it. Now, it's funny, interesting. I did a piece on – you don't talk about long snappers all the time, but I did a piece uh, a couple months ago about Zach Smith, and he had okay. – I don't know. He uh, he did this YouTube video uh, where he was uh, uh, trick snapping through all the stuff, you know, throwing it through hoops and across, you know, through cars as they're driving by and hitting all kinds of – it was crazy. It was his um, – but, you know, he, had, he was a walk-on. He's still a walk-on, and he earned uh, – you know, he, he earned the right to start and uh, just – but he talked to me about you don't really get a lot of coaching as far as snapping goes. He, he went to one camp, uh, but it's not really something. It's like you know a lot of coaches know about blocking, and tackling. They don't really know as much about snapping. So it's kind of like no. he felt he got to get a feel for it. I don't know if it was the same thing for you. Yeah, no. It's I mean, there's not a lot of people. It's it's more of a art and, and skill than it is something you know it's, it's, that is real. You know, I mean, it's athletic movement, but it's it's, it's not. It's not like a, a blocking technique or a you know a, a tackling technique or you know anything like that. It's, it's very it requires a lot of finesse and skill and uh, and the good the good thing about it though is that it, it is consistent. You know, uh, for a few of them, which I will be 
jumping for uh, you know seven yards every time, um, and so you get that feel of snap getting back there for seven yards in you know a specific spot, then you can repeat that, and then you know just trying to get velocity and, and the spiral and everything that goes along with that to be real consistent, and you know then you, then you got some great snaps, and and you know then it just looks natural, but it definitely comes with learning how to get the spiral and, and velocity and, you know, the right stance. There's, there's not many people out there <laughs> that have knowledge of, of, of any of it. <laughs> so it's, hard know, to... it's, it's one of those things that's like, it's it's something that any football fan is going to think is just automatic. You know, you watch any college football game or NFL game, it's like, oh, PAT, okay, that's, this is an automatic point. But it's like, it's really, in, in, in you get down to it, it's a real intricate process of everyone out there, all living guys of blocking. I mean, you're you're really thinking, you know, the snap is, is really important because if that thing is a second late, I mean, it's getting blocked. You know, there, as much as it seems automatic, but you're only probably missing a block by, by a second. So it's it's definitely it's definitely something that needs to work work like a swift clock swift swift clock. And uh so it's it's you know it's it's not it's not totally automatic and it requires a lot of precision and accuracy. But hey, you know it's, you get it down then then it's uh, then you can do it. Now you knew Steve. You got to meet Steve Sarkeesian back, uh, I believe, back in the the Pete Carroll days when you came around uh, before. And he had said he had some nice things to say about you that you know he would love to see you out there snapping for this uh, you know for this football team. And we know we mentioned the NCAA before. There's some sort of waiver that's going to have to come into play there but do you feel like there's going to be any kind of obstacles to being able to get there and just and have the opportunity to compete and, and be on the field well yeah i mean uh with with ncaa we're you know just waiting on some waivers with some scholarship stuff and so i mean we're just we're just working with them and we'll see what they want to do uh but beyond that i mean i've, I've talked to sarkisian a couple times and he's, he's all for it and like I said, I, you know, it's it's something that I don't want to be given the opportunity just because, you know, hey, there's this blind kid who wants to snap, let's just, you know, have him on the team, or, you know, hey, we should probably give him some, you know, opportunity. It's, 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 I just want to be feel like another guy out there. And so, I mean, the big thing with me is I could have a perfect snap, but with my holder is the guy who's really going to have to learn how to you know, line me up and, and really, you know, tell me, and, well, not tell me, but more so lining up and, and just feel where my snaps are going because he's, he's, you know, I could have a perfect snap, but if I'm, I'm in left or right, you know, that snap's not going to be right to him. And so more than anything, it's just a relationship I have to build with the holder, which, you know, I've done both times at my junior and senior year and, you know, just, just time together and we have plenty of that at practice. And, uh, it's actually funny because Connor Sullivan, the holder, he actually went to my school as well. So, you know, I've, I've known him um, for a little while. And so he's, you know, he's all for it. And so it just, it's just going to build that relationship and have him just keep practice lining me up. And, and, and then once you get it, you know, it's, it's not that difficult. You know, it's just become something natural. And, um, you know, you, you go see me on a Friday night, you know, on when I played high school ball, so, you know, you're, you're not going to, not that hard of a process, you know. You're not. You're probably not going to notice if you don't watch, you know, aren't paying attention. But it's uh, beyond that. I mean, it's just it's going to be up to me, and you know, I plan to work hard and and uh, compete. 
The uh, what what are you up to, like height and weight now? Because I, I don't know if there's a certain size that they wanted you to be, uh, but what are, what are you at right now? I I'm actually at six four one ninety five. Um, so I don't know where they want me to be, but I mean, uh, if they want me to put on twenty thirty more pounds. I mean, I I can probably no problem, especially with a you know a weightlifting program like UFC. Six four, not bad. All right, and, and so that kind of leads into one of the things I really want to talk about. We got some questions too, real quick, but. Uh, the, the golf aspect is is uh, I love I mean I love playing golf I'm not that good at it I you know I go over it down I'll, I'll usually be in the 90s somewhere uh, but the fact that you can shoot consistently in the 80s at your course and uh, you went through like a growth spurt and had to kind of adjust and but how you're able to still putt and do all those things it's just baffling to me it's that's that's like a, uh, there's so many amazing parts of the story but just the golf aspect to me is the most amazing. Yeah, no, and it, it, it goes real well too and I mean I I just think you practicing at that as well and giving that my all. And see what that makes me. I mean, as, as much as it, it, you know, like as much as you're amazed with the, you know, shooting the 80s and whatnot. I mean, to be honest with you, there's just a few things in my game that if I could just turn around and really work at, and, and, and I am. Um, but if I could just see some progress in those on the course, I mean, that I could. The way I'm hitting the ball and the way I'm striking the ball, I, I mean, I should be shooting the 70s. It's, wow. It's it's something that you go out and see me on a range or you know see me on the course. You go know, okay, like this kid probably is be shooting in the seventies, and then you know an eighty four eighty five pops up. You're like, oh, how do they shoot that? It's like, okay, well, there's a couple things out there that you, know, you really need to like, that that shouldn't happen. You know, it's like you're better than that, Jake. But it's uh, yeah, it's not, it's something I really enjoy and really worked hard at, and um, you know, it is really rewarding when when you know you see progress out there. Uh, great. Well, we'll get to we'll finish up with a few questions from some of the the fans on the peristyle at uscfootball.com. If that's okay with you. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Thanks. All right. Uh, let's see. Tarek wants to know who is your all time favorite Trojan. <laughs> who is my all time favorite Trojan? Well, uh, if Pat Hayden or J.K. McKay are listening, then I you know then <laughs> I might be in trouble if I if I say one or the other. Um, oh gosh, I I have no idea. Um, I mean, I grew up with Matt Leiner and, 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 you know, Dwayne Jarrett and, I mean, I'm not really supposed to say Reggie Bush, but, you know, he was good <laughs> when he was at SC. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> then there's, you know, Lindale White and all those guys, um, but then being on the team with Matt Barkley and, you know, Ronald Johnson and, you know, all those guys. So, I, I mean, Chris O'Dowd, obviously, he, he was – really my buddy. So, I mean, I, I probably would have to take Chris O'Dowd, but just everyone that was there when I was there between Matt Barkley and I said, Ron Johnson, Jody Knight, um, all those guys were, were just Blake Ailes were, were just awesome. Cool. All right. Uh, let's see. We're going to go to ECD for USC. He wants to know, well, he said, we look forward to seeing you play football at some point this upcoming season. What are you majoring in and what are your future plans or goals after college? Best of luck and fight on. Well, thank you, and I am going to be uh, majoring in business administration, um, and I really am interested in uh, investment banking um, and, and around those fields. You know, either if it's, you know on uh, investment banking with you know um, merging and acquisitions or just you know capital investing and, and or whatever it is, I I'm interested in that, those fields. But anything around there, you know, I've been talking to some guys. Um, just in the industry kind of and, you know, be taking their advice of what to do. And um, I'm actually 
the only other school I applied to was Harvard, and uh, they were saying, you know, hey, you know, if you ever want to, you know, get some graduate work here, you know, after USC, just let us know. And so, you know, getting an MBA at Harvard would be definitely wow. something I'd be interested in. <laughs> um, but beyond that, you know, and, and we'll, you know, we'll see where, where I am in four years, um, but definitely interested in, in more of the business side of things. Very cool. All right. Yeah, it sounds like a good – you got a great plan there. Um, Bammer for SC. This is a – this might be tough, but what does fight on mean to you? Oh, wow. Uh, what does fight on mean to me? Um, well, personally, fight on means that no matter what circumstance you're in, no matter what adversity you're dealing with, no matter what is is in in your way, that you should not let that circumstance affect you and that the only thing that should stop you in life is you. And there should no be, there should not be, uh, my, my football coach says nothing, nothing without a heartbeat should stop you. But beyond that, nothing, nothing, even another person, you know, don't, don't let people put limits on you. Don't let people, you know, tell you what you can and cannot do. And so me fighting on is just having, myself dictate what I can do and, and, and fighting on no matter what. And so, you know, if either that's going blind or, you know, having an injury in sports or, you know, failing at something that you thought you, you really could excel at, whatever it is, it's, it's just not letting a circumstance dictate your success. Wow. That's great. See if Harvard business school needs a, uh, an essay for their, their application, you could write that. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> just play the podcast back and just write. Hey, this is what I did. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll do a, a couple of quick ones. One hour allowance. That's an interesting name. He says, uh, "How do you think the Trojans are going to do this upcoming year? And do you believe Steve Sarkeesian uh, will they have a chance to win the national title over the next few years?" Oh, I, I totally do. I totally. Do. I think. I think we're in a great, great position. We got a lot of talent. Um, I think we're only going to get better. I'm really excited to see what Sarkeesian can do with quarterbacks. I mean, he everywhere he's been, he's really knows how to polish quarterbacks. And historically, I see with polished quarterbacks means national championships. And so, um, I really think we're in a really, really heading towards a great position. And, and, and the Pac-12 is only getting better as well. So. Hopefully, you know the committee can recognize, that, you know, more than more than the SEC. There's other conferences out there like the Pac-12 that are just as tough as not tougher. So, um, I, I really, I really like the position where we're, you know, we're, we're getting better. Conference is getting better, so we got to just dominate and, and make our assert ourselves on other teams and, and come through the other side. And I think, uh, I think in the next couple of years, we'll, we'll definitely see some Pac-12 champions titles and, and some playoff games and national championship games. It's, I mean, just coming off the sanctions and the, the depth there, I'm going to be really interested to see how that changes the, if the coaching staff kind of changes how they call games and all of that. I mean, just not, you just haven't, you know, since you were around the program, they haven't had a full roster and now they'll, they'll yeah, get no. close to that. Well, I think, I think also just beyond any coaching or anything, I just think in, third and fourth quarters, you know, we're going to see a lot more pop into into the game just in the sense of fresh legs, you know, and, and having 
more more guys out there. So I, I think I think we'll definitely see a difference in that in that sense as well. All right, we've got one last one for you from Beat the Irish. Uh, so he said, it's a little longer, I'll read it to you. Athletes use imagery all the time to train themselves to visualize how they will compete in certain situations or in big games. Many of the quote-unquote tapes or images they play for themselves includes things they've seen uh, of themselves or others on film. What's so amazing about what you do is that in an age of film study and constant visual course corrections, this is zero part of your preparation. In fact, I don't think you've ever seen yourself perform on the football field in the role you'll have at USC. What do you picture when, when you visualize your success on the football field, and how do you leverage your other senses in a way that might be helpful for your teammates to explore? Well, I mean, obviously muscle memory and feel is something that I rely on 100%, and so just having that feel, I really try to put my mind and, and in, the, in, a, in a state uh, where I can picture myself out there in a real-life situation. So I, mean, I even put on the fight song, you know, while, while I'm practicing snapping, just because, you know, if, if we start that's with me playing when I'm snapping. And so anything I, I can replicate, just what I'm feeling, what, you know, uh, obviously I can't replicate it to be exact because I... Once I get out and I call a senior, that's going to be uh, something that I, I, you know, truthfully, I'll probably never be able to prepare for. But just knowing that I have the skill set that's allowed me to get to that point and, and the feels that I have, you know, it's going to carry me through. Um, but in the sense of the question, I do use my hearing. Like I said, I, I play the fight song. I, I do mentally picture myself out there and just play my mindset, you know, it's just really trying to, in my head, okay, this is this is real a field goal for USC. This is a real PAT. Whatever whatever the case may be, um, just you know, your mind your mind is a very powerful thing with or without sight, and and if you can train it to act a certain way in certain circumstances, then you know when the real life event comes, you're you're gonna be ready. And Coach Carroll's done that for years. You know, even at SC and up in Seattle, you know, every. Every game is a championship game because then when you get to the championship game, it's just another game. Well, I don't know if anyone's mastered the mind control like you have, Jake. It's been uh, a really fun experience to be able to, to talk with you a little bit and even even just setting this up. Like, I'm not sure how you text. I, I don't even want to know. I just <laughs> It's nice that like I could talk to you and have no idea – of any of the other stuff that's gone on, except for, you know, for what we've talked about. So it's, I think it's great. I mean, just you're an inspiration. You might be want to go out and do something, uh, do something good for people. You know, it's just great. Yeah, no, I mean, I appreciate you, you contacting me and, and anything for a fellow Trojan and, and for the Trojans. And so I, I really am looking forward to coming there in the fall and you know, whatever happens will happen. But I'm really just looking forward to getting an education at USC and just, having the experience of the Trojans. It's going to be absolutely a dream come true. Yeah, well, we look forward to seeing you out there on the practice field. And make sure if you want to definitely want to pick up his book, openyoureyes.org, you can check it out. And, of course, when practice starts, if we'll see. We're not, we're not sure if they're open, Jake, but if they're open, then people can kind of come out like when you were there. And maybe there'll be some kids that kind of came up like you did, and you can inspire them like you, know, you were inspired so many other people. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Great. Well, thanks again, Jake, and everyone else. Thanks very much for tuning in to this special edition of the Parastyle Podcast. Back on a regular show on Monday. Thanks for tuning in.
You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. And don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your iPod or MP3 player for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store. Thank you.